Yes, how do you do? This is my podcast and it's just for you. It's called TED Talks and it's a lot of shit, but I hope you enjoy it because I've kept it like It's 30 minutes long and all about inside the people, the places and the borough pride. Johnson, what a goal, man. What a game. What a goalkeeper. What a goalkeeper we've got in bloody... What's his face? Randolph. Oh, I'm delighted. I'm delighted. Anyway, welcome to episode 13 of TED Talks, the Ted Anki podcast. Got a, another, another rather nice show in store for you today, and that, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm still buzzing about that borough win, like, oh, class, proper class. Oh, I mean, I, just, I can't believe it, honestly. I'm I'm over the moon. We're, that's it, we're going to go on now. We're not going to lose a game all season. Watch this space. Uh, but uh, anyway, big thanks to Showcase Comedy and Butterfan TV, as always, for sponsoring this show. It's an absolute cracker. I hope you enjoy it and just, like, share it about and stuff like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right then, so my guest in the uh, in the podcast studio with me this week is uh, old comedian and uh, all around monghead David Smith. All right, David, how you doing, man? I'm all right, mate. You all right? Yeah, yeah, not, not bad, mate. Yeah, thanks for joining me on my podcast. You're the first person from all who, uh, who 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 I've spoke to that hasn't been through prison bars. So, uh, welcome. <laughs> I've been in them, and I'm just that skinny, I fit through <laughs> You're not a bit of a scrawny bastard, like, aren't you? <laughs> right then, first question for you, David, is what, what have you had for your tea tonight? Oh, we had macaroni cheese with garlic bread. You dirty bastard. <laughs> macaroni cheese. Oh, I love it. It's like pasta, in it? We have pasta and garlic bread, so I always go, it's always because you're sometimes doing it enough, the six of us. So there's one dish, so the garlic bread's like an extra filler. Six of you? Why, why, what, what, how many wives have you got? Are you a Mormon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we feed, we feed the street. Now, we have, we call it, and, and she always like, she does extra for like the next day for pack up and stuff. And then we have, we, have, we had one of his mates uh, on for tea. So, so she's, yeah. she's well prepared, your missus, then. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and I'm not. But but yeah, the macaroni cheese is nice. She did it the first time she did it. She put onions in it, and then we had an argument. Oh, I don't blame you, mate. Like, I'd, have, I'd, have, I'd have threw an onion at the net and said, oh, what are you doing? Probably <laughs> putting fucking onions in me macaroni cheese, man. Well, it's everything. Like, there's certain meals that we have, and I kind of go, why did you have to add that in it? Like, you might do, like, a spag ball, and there's a bit of carrot in it. And I'm like, it's lovely without the carrot. No need for the onion. And she goes, well, it, it just makes it taste nicer for me. And then the lad pipes up and is like, I don't like fucking onions either. And I'm like, see? So then we gang up on her and she starts crying. It must just be a woman thing, you know what I mean? Because uh, Julie, big, big fat Julie, uh, once made me uh, a salad. And uh, I was like, oh, that, yeah, it's lovely. And I, I said, well, yours looks different to mine. What have you got in your salad? And she said, chips. 
So, uh, and I didn't get any. So she was defeating the objective of a salad, but uh, there was more chips than salad. Uh, but that's Julie. She just likes yeah. chips. You know what I mean? No, it's not one of my favourites. My favourite. I, I like. I'm a meat and gravy man. Meat gravy, pie, mash, or sun, Sunday dinner, all that. That's my like, favourite. Like like fucking budget and budget. You you mash potato. <laughs> <laughs> well, not chips. We'll have mash, but not chips. Yeah. So, well, like you, what's Ted's favourite meal? My my favourite meal, apart from uh, a chicken parmo, is because uh, it's obvious because I'm from Teesside and that's all we eat up there. Is I quite <laughs> like uh, I like those little alphabet spaghettis, and then I can write little messages on my toast with them, like flange <laughs> or get a wash or uh, <laughs> this tastes like shit, that type of stuff. And uh, I, serve it, I serve it to, like, guests and stuff like that, put little messages on. I was trying to flirt with the last before. Uh, you know, Julie inviting Scavi Cheryl around, and I, well, I quite fancied a little bit of Scavi Cheryl. So I just I just wrote on a, on a toast in alphabet spaghettis, uh, get your flange out. Um, <laughs> Did it work? It, it, it didn't, no, because uh, Julie read it and uh, and, and uh-huh. battered me with a tea towel. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, but oh, well, no, you know friends. You whip you with it. Yeah, yeah. She's a kinky cow. Um, so, uh, yeah, this, this is a new podcast. I don't know if you know, but it's meant to not just be about talking about your tea, that's about football and it's about comedy and it's about all that type of stuff as well. Uh, now, you're from Ull, the city of culture. Uh, what's so great about Ull? Well, people who come and they come and stay, yeah, they usually always go away saying chip spice. I don't know if, you've, if, you, if you're aware of it. Say so what? It's chip spice. So when chip you go to, spice. When you go American chip spice, when you go if people are listening and they've been to all know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like so when you go to a takeaway and get chips and donna meat and chips, you just have it normal, but in hold they put like this it's like paprika, but it's like it's not spicy, but it's not like salt, it's like somewhere in between, and people fucking love it. Like we we export it out. Like people who live abroad and stuff, they always wow. go send us some chip spice. Send us some chip spice. So this is like your equivalent of our parmo in Middlesbrough, isn't it? Possibly, but it's just a paprika powder. So you like you go to Nando's, they, they don't they yeah. put some? Is it? I don't know what it's called. They put something on their chips, but every yeah, takeaway. The- I put paprika on it. Yeah, yeah but it's not paprika. <laughs> but every but every takeaway does it, and that's like that's kind of like a landmark. So there's no um, there's no museums or anything fucking educational. We're just famous for chip spice. I don't so, know. You've got the deep. I fucking yeah. love the deep. You've been. It's the world's when they brought it out. It's the world's only submarium aquarium. No, no, it is, mate. I went to the uh, the opening day. I uh, got like a special invite and I took Julie with me and uh, all the tanks were empty. They hadn't even brought the fish in yet. So we were just walking around looking at fish tanks. But we went for a nice uh, sausage and chips meal in the cafe and then uh, and then um, I fingered it in the back of my Clio later on. So swing, swings and roundabouts. <laughs> I have been. It's a good place to deep. I've only been, I've been once, but... Uh... You have sharks, you know, there's a lift there. Now you go, like, from when you're in the lift, the water's all around you. You're, like, actually under the tank and stuff, so it's quite good. Penguins as well. I don't like penguins. No, don't trust them. (laughs) 
No, I don't. Are they the birds? Are they the fish? No, they're just fucking dickheads. That's what I think. <laughs> I, I just don't like the look of them. You know what I mean? Like they do that showing off bit where they slide about on the bellies and they get up and they flip around and stuff like that, and then just go. They're just pointless. What's the point of a penguin? <laughs> But yeah, the deep, that's it. That's what we used to say. We used to say, like, uh, France has, like, the Eiffel Tower and Barcelona, they have these mental stadiums in Old Trafford and there's all these, like, landmarks and we have a fucking deep that's in <laughs> it's in the water. So, but people do come to see it. It is a tourist attraction, I guess. So... But uh, everyone likes the deep, though, don't they, really? And every- everyone likes all... I did a gig, right? Oh, do you know, like, I did a gig once and there was a Scottish fella who told me that how he didn't like Hull. He goes, like, and he's like, I can't do the accent, but he was telling do me... Do the accent, do the accent, David. Go and have a go. He's going to try. He goes, he goes, he goes hey there, pal, you know that stuff you just done here about the city of culture? Um, I've got a bone to pick with that, you know. And I was like, why? He goes, because Hull stole two things from me. I'm from Glasgow and... I hate it. And apparently, I can't carry on doing this. That was terrible, wasn't it? <laughs> I, it, it, it was it Indian? <laughs> <laughs> I've been getting messages. we get letters from my agent. But he basically said that Glasgow was going yeah. in for the city of culture and Hull beat him to it. And he also said, but you stole something else from us too. And he goes, teenage pregnancy. And I was like, what? And he goes, I, he goes, Glasgow had it with a 14 year old and Hull comes in with a fucking 13 year old. But then he goes, <laughs> but he goes, but guess what? We got sit back with a 12 year old. <laughs> oh, look at that. It just shows, yeah. doesn't it? The type of people who dwell in Hull and Glasgow, that like you can compete about underage pregnancies. Yeah. I had a shit gig as well, but that made me, that made the all night worth. I went home like just laughing about this fella who is I don't believe you had a shit gig David I've only ever seen you have a very good gig because you're a very good comedian I like it good it was just it was an open mic night. You know, you just try. I had a list of new stuff that I wanted to try, and I thought it was funnier than what it was. But like, there was nobody. It wasn't a paying gig. I didn't do any damage where people didn't like it. But you've got to try them out sometimes, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, I've got one coming up myself. I, I, honestly, they're so hard work. You know what I mean? Don't come and watch comedy nights if you're not going to laugh. Open mic audience. I know you get, like, a quality of craft comedian on, but, uh, you know, just at least laugh and make us feel better about ourselves. Right, so I, I did a video when I was in the bath the other day, proper knocked off and that, you know what I mean? About, uh, you know, them lasses are doing them silly trout pout, you know, the powder puss face, and then they do that thing with the daft fingers, probably with that sort of, like, spicy chip shit you're on about all over them. Do they do that, in all? Do they do it, mate? Because it drives me up the fucking wall, mate, honestly. Why do they do it, David? Why? <laughs> yeah, mate, I, I hate it. I'm married to a fucking one who does that. She's uh, she's all that Geordie Shaw, my super big fat wedding and all that stuff. She, she does my fucking head in. Every time she takes a picture, she's got her lips out. I just, like, laugh. Just... I'm not the most attractive person, so I can only moan about certain things with her. Otherwise, she'll just go away. So... I do stupid stuff as well, though. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that, David. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. You, you, you're out of bit of an ugly monger. Uh, I mean, just for the the listeners at home, I'll describe David for you. He's like, uh, he's got a bit of a, an head, like uh, if you, like an unkept ball bag. You know what I mean? Like if you didn't look after your ball bag, uh, 
and just let it go wild. That's what David looks like, you know what I mean? He looks like he looks like that piece in between your bum hole and your nutsack, like the landing strip, the gooch. And it's just like not being looked after at all. And like his balls are probably like reflective of his big bumpy horrible face as well. Would that be a fair assessment, David, of how you look? <laughs> it's up there with one of the best. Has anyone ever called a knackernut? No, I used to get called Egghead right. when I was younger. Egghead, Egghead. Yeah, I can see that. Like just yeah. like overly bollock, yeah. So well, there's all sorts. I just walk in places and get you brush your hair of a fucking toffee apple and all this. Stuff. Yeah, I'm just, I'm a mess. <laughs> yeah, you, do, you, do, you look like uh, you look like if uh, if if Danny DeVito was tall but ill. <laughs> you say that? <laughs> I don't know if Dan would see a yeah. little picture of Danny DeVito but no people say like, go shave your hair you're hanging I'm one of these that they tell me you're hanging on you're hanging on just give in just get rid of it but I, that's what I always say I would say if I did I'd look like a, me as a bald man would look like I've got three days left to live I'd start getting like get well soon cards and stuff it just won't just won't be appropriate I don't have the right shaped head to acquire you might make a bit of money you might make a bit of money though might you yeah, we'll get, get some, some fundraising going and then, uh, <laughs> yeah we'll, uh, we'll go on holiday send myself to Disneyland <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Disneyland just loads of photos just loads of photos of you on all the rides fucking loving it and getting wrecked <laughs> he's alright he's alright David what's up with him oh, he's got a bad hemorrhoid <laughs> no nonsense <laughs> <laughs> my dad generally this is bad. my dad when he was at school and he used to do like a sponsored walk and as ugly all them little sh- he always used to say get two forms one get it and go and do it and take it round like to school and another one go down the other streets two or three streets away go and get a new pair of trainers <laughs> that's a I shouldn't even be letting that stuff out but yeah that was my yeah. dad well listen we've got, a, we've got a discussion point because um, you know you played in a, in a football charity match yeah, for like the whole comedy festival and uh, with sort of summer comedians and other and other people like that and uh, what did you David well dying to know uh, well it was going well it was going really really well up until 60 minutes in you soiled yourself you soiled yourself you had to take it off <laughs> Change your pants, wipe your bum, and bring your gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had spare kits. It was uh, when I come back, we were five four down. No, <laughs> it was a weird man. I've, I've I've only heard of this injury before, but people like uh, apparently it's quite common. Um, but it felt like somebody two footed me from behind, so I fell to the floor going. Who the fuck was that looking around at the ref going, where's my free kick? And there's nobody around me. And when I stood up, yeah, it, it, it turns out I've snapped my Achilles at oh. the back, which is, I, is that what Dave, did Dave Beckham, is that what he did? Did he do it one time? Loads of, yeah, loads of footballers have, uh, have done the, uh, the Achilles. Uh, it's a nasty one. I've, I've, I've snapped two things on my body before. One being my Achilles when uh, I was moving some some heavy bags of grout down the allotment, um, and then okay. I, I then I went, 
Yeah, you're oh, fucking right, over, mate. Yeah, and then uh, and then the other thing I snapped was my banjo string when uh, you know I didn't do enough foreplay with Julie, and I just I just went in a bit too fast. Yeah, with blood everywhere, mate. Honestly, you know what I mean. And like she she wasn't even bothered, you know. She wouldn't even put down a packet of Monster Munch and, and help me out. She was just lying there finishing up a Monster Munch, and I had blood everywhere, crying. Like the bandage it off with a tea towel and go to a and E. So that was more painful. Than your killers, mate. You're lucky. Yeah, I got away with it. Did you cry? When you did it, mate, did you, you cry? Know, it was ten. It was ten seconds of pain, and it was te- it was horrible. But it, that in that ten seconds, I was just looking around, like I say, going, "Ah, what happened?" Looking at me, flipping my teammates. Well, they didn't want fucking ass. They carried on, just got the clearance away, and was like, "Get up, you fairy." And sounds, exactly like a, sounds exactly like a prostate examination. At 10 seconds of pain, you were looking around and it was done without even knowing. Yeah, free to go. But no, I, it wasn't until I got back to my car and I like say I tried to do my clutch that I was like, nah, there's something definitely wrong here. And then I went, yeah, I didn't even think I was going to hospital to be out serious. And then I was like, no, we think it's your Achilles. And yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad one. Didn't get no sympathy off the wife though. She's like, she just fucking hates me even more now. So, what, did she, what did she say to you when you came home? Went ah, well, I was, I've done my Achilles. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in trouble already because she she wasn't happy with me playing the match. I always get oh, you're 35, you're too old, you're too old to do that shit, and you probably shit anyway. And <laughs> well, but, yeah, but I like come in hobbling. Obviously, I got my dad to drop me off. I got a taxi home, and then I came in. I just kind of, oh, can you just put my trainers up there? Oh, I had not to eat because you just make us a sandwich. And I'm going to be off for eight weeks. It was only five minutes home. And she's like, oh, you're doing my fucking head in already. And then she's like tutting and jumping about. So, yeah. But. Oh, and I really feel for you, Dave. Because, you know, you're, from what I hear, your missus is, uh, she's a lovely bit of flange, but she's hard work. Is that correct assessment? <laughs> yeah. I have to be quiet. She's upstairs. She's already banged on the door once. But, yeah, that's how... <laughs> A lot of people describe her as that in in many different ways. Meaning that I don't know. They, they act like I should have won the fucking lottery or something, or that I am a lottery winner just on how she looks. But I'm like, yeah, but you don't know what's inside her fucking head. <laughs> She's crazy flange, isn't she? Would that be a fair assessment as crazy well? Fl- crazy yeah, flange, yeah. Like, yeah, I told, yeah. We've seen before. Like, they, she buys things in our house that we are allowed to use. I've just got like. I have full house full of stuff. I don't know if I'm allowed to touch it or not. And if I touch it, I'm in fucking yeah. I'm in the doghouse. Like candles and cushions. She's just mental. So oh, Julie's a bit like that with her sweet drawer as well. She's got a she's got a she's got a sweet drawer uh, in the bedroom. She's got one in the kitchen. She's got one in the living room as well. And uh, if I you know before I took a I took a packet of nerds. And uh, a wamba out of a sweet, sweet shot. And she knew, she knew straight away. I don't know whether an alarm went off or anything like that, but she absolutely braved me. She was fucking furious. So I had to go to the shop and I had to replace the, the nerds and the wamba and I had to get a, a massive bag of Monster Munch as well. Um, and and then I had to go and get her a McDonald's happy meal as Just well. To make up for Just the, to make it up to her, yeah. The interest. So I love it, man. I've got two kids, man, so we always have sweets around, but fucking nerds. They were good, and that's retro. That's Ted. Oh, I like I like me nerds. Yeah, used to yeah, as well. Nerds and dweebs. dweebs yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used to call the dweeb someone who, who nobody. Like, I was a dweeb to a lot of people. <laughs> I think I think you still are, David. You know, to be fair, <laughs> you ugly <laughs> mongy dweeb. <laughs> Look, here he is, dweeby Dave. 
Let's give him a drink. <laughs> Available at all good record stores, Ted Hankey sings Songs of Big Fat Julie. Well, she's all you'd ever want. Wears her leggings up the front. You'll never pin her. But she always knows her place. She's got airs on her face. She'll eat your dinner. She is Julie. Whoa, 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 yes, she's Julie. I'm talking about Big Fat Julie. And the minger is mine. Covering classics from Tom Jones and ABC. When your bird is full of strange derangements And all you do is hear a poo You know the toilet's gonna proper ming And there's only one thing to do All I'm saying It takes a lot to bonk you All I'm doing You stink of poo But you're clean now There's one thing, yes one thing That grows this on for you that's the lick that's the lick the lick of muff that's the lick that's the lick the lick of muff that's the lick that's the lick the lick of Julie's muff not forgetting she's broke the back seat too Julie's had one too I'm gonna need the air wick And light some candles too She's left skinnies around the pot She's left skinnies around the pot Ah, she's broke the box seat too Box seat too there you have it. That's my uh, my new my new, my new compilation album due out uh, in the uh, in all the record shops soon. Songs of Big Fat Julie. Loads of classics on there. That was just a few little tastes for you. Uh, it's not too old for a good good few weeks now, so I might uh, introduce a few more songs over the coming weeks. Get you in the mood. So you buy me album, like you know what I mean. Anyway, back to my interview with uh, David Smith. You get, anyway, was this anyway? I had something you could do in some clothing modelling or something like that. Ah, well, I, well, I, and someone uh, I've been approached about uh, about doing. There's a new a new clothing range coming out. I don't know the name of it. It could be something like uh, I don't know, fatspliffy.co.uk or something like that. I don't <laughs> know. It might be a resurgence of the sweater shop brand. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been asked to do do some uh, some modelling for uh, this uh, this nice lad's uh, clothing range he's bought and. Uh, I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be doing that, and hopefully the photos will be coming out, and uh, the flange will be moist all around Teesside. <laughs> That's all I'm doing it for, you know. Get in the flange quarter. 
I don't think I could. Oh. Mo- I ain't got the modelling face. Well, well, well you know, like some of us are blessed. Some <laughs> some of us are blessed. You know, you you look like slot ball bag, and I uh, <laughs> and I I look like I could be the shaft of David Beckham. So <laughs> that's that's the difference. Um, <laughs> anyway, football football wise, yes. uh, are you an old city fan? I'm not, mate. I'm one of these annoying people that comes from a city and then like supports. I'm a Man United fan. Oh, oh, you big piece of dog shit. What are you spotting him for? Oh, just even my dad. I think I told you he was in our bed. He um he just that's it was his team. And you know, when you're younger and that and you want to impress your dad, I just went along and but I've always followed him from then. Cause weird. I used to go and watch City actually, so I've been a Man United fan, but when they was in like division three with like Leighton Orient and all that, I used to go watch them then. There was a time when they had um they were going bust, they were doing like bucket collections and stuff, so but I've never when they got when they made it to the Premier League, I, I just felt like a bit of a cop out and a sellout. Like, well, I've never been a fan, so just to turn up now makes it like a bit horrible. So I keep a track on what they're doing and that. But I'm never, yeah. If any, we're Hull. The only Hull thing I like, I, I follow the rugby team, and that's even more offensive. I'm sorry. Rugby. <laughs> that's <laughs> just a just a load of big daft men rolling around on the floor, fingering each other's bums. Fucking <laughs> yeah. rugby. Rugby and cricket can just get fucked. I, mean, I can't stand them two sports, you know what I mean? For me, I'm only into my football, my boxing, and my ultimate fighting because I'm a proper bloke. He <laughs> done any ultimate fighting. Ted Fort. Uh, I've, I've done a little bit, you know what I mean? Like the pizza shops in Stockton, like when it all kicks off around there, I've, uh, I've done a couple. I've, I'm, cause I'm, I'm a bit like, uh, I've got the moves like Chuck Norris. Uh, I, I dress like um, I dress like Van Damme and, um, I'm, and I'm as handsome as Steven Seagal as well. So like I'm a combination of them them three hard bastards and uh, I've got to admit it also looks a bit weird as well. So people pick on us when I'm trying my uh, chips and my kebab or my palm or, and then what I have to do is I have to put it on top of a bin and then just come on then hooray! and then I just start knocking fuck out the people because you know and, uh, and then all the bits join in and, and then I run off because uh, I, I can only fight one more at a time I'm, I'm not a roided what's your favourite favourite Van Damme film uh, favourite Van Damme film for me has got to be Bloodsport oh, good one good one I like that one I do like Universal Soldier as well, though, only because I like Dolph Lundgren in it because he has that necklace with ears on it. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he? No, it's quite like one. that. Oh, kick, Kickboxer was probably my first one that I watched. I love the first one. Yeah, Kickboxer's a, kickboxer's a good one, yeah. Right, uh, did he do one called Hard Target? Yeah, yeah quite like pen. Hard Target. He had a perm. You'd shoot a perm. I'm contemplating a perm, you know. I really am. They're coming back, and uh, I've got so, a, a lovely, really thick crop of natural hair as well. Yeah. yeah. Or, or I might go for like a really tight sort of acid perm, a bit like um, a bit like Lionel Richie used to have. I reckon I'd look bucked like that, like you know what I mean. Oh. Oh, man. Man's gonna cost me money. The wife thought she, like she wants me to get one of them. Is it Turkey? You can go to Turkey and get a fringe Air fucking <laughs> stitched on or whatever. I you're don't gonna know. get a you're gonna get a dead <laughs> ma- you're gonna get a dead man's scalp sewn on you because they do that, don't they? Don't they like cut cut the scalps off dead men and then stitch him onto like uh, ugly people like yo and then charge you, yeah and then charge you like ten, 10 grand, grand ten grand and you like <laughs> for a dead ten, man's ten scalp. grand and you're uh, you're like a, a black guy with a full crop of ginger hair. 
don't care, you know. But they shouldn't. No one's fat. And I did that because we're all the same. We're all the same. No, I'm naturally, and I'm naturally cross-eyed. So. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot, uh, what, what we call uh, the Sunderborough. Yeah, you got one eye in Sunderland and the other's bro. Really love one. I just made that, I made that up. I made that up. I think I'd heard it fit in Yorkshire before called a wakey don where one eye from Duncan. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So so how did you correct your bong eye then? Come on, tell us. I wear contact lenses. That's literally it. If I take my contact lenses out, I'm still bogard. So I pay £15 a month to put the eyes straight. But <laughs> it's the difference between people like talking to me and ignoring me or giving me a pat on the head. What, what, you, what you should do, right, is just get like just get like one of them, them monocles, right, but not one that like corrects your eye, just magnifies it. So you've got like just like a massive magnified bong eye. It would be proper class, you know so, what I mean? Like, you know what people will say, don't you? People will go, oh, here he is. Crazy idea. Crazy. <laughs> oh, it scares some people. What are you doing? You crazy idea. <laughs> my kids are just like, my kids just have no friends. <laughs> Your dad. The crazy, crazy eyed Dave that looks like a bollock. <laughs> do, people, like, do the kids come home and go, ah, uh, like they're asking their friends if they, they want to come to your house for tea, you know, like they do at school, and then they're like, don't it? See the clip of your dad and that, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. They call it. They don't want to be alone with me. The parents as well, they look at me and see me in the morning. I have got that when it's a. Uh, Three seconds of a brisk wind, and I can easily go from looking half all right to looking like a paedophile, and I have no control over it. So, <laughs> what you have no control over your urges? No, I mean, you mean no, you look no, like I thought I was interviewing paedophile. I wouldn't be about that. You mean you look like one in a brisk wind? You don't, you don't get the urge, right? All right, we've established that. <laughs> Distasteful <laughs> <laughs> oh. paedophilia yeah. jokes there oh, on the so. podcast. I'm sorry, there, listeners. Uh, I might delete that. I might not either. <laughs> so, but yeah, this started off talking yeah, about Man United yeah. and look where we are. But, but yeah, man, I uh, well, we go through the borough. I still remember it, like through the 90s and stuff. With when you had was it yeah. Janino and Ravinelli? He put an hat trick on. He's I remember oh, we like, had some great players. I remember back all then. that. Yeah, and then Hull. I think you got the better of all over like recent times. I think I was looking. I think you've we've only won something like eighteen times. We've drawn sixteen, and you've won about thirty. I think so. Yeah, and we we've shared players in the past, haven't we? Uh, yeah, on. Windust. You want not Windust? Oh no, Nick Bambi. Was it Bambi? Yeah, we we'll sh- yeah. No, we shared Windust, Bambi. Uh, we've had some. We've had some cracking players between us. You know, Windust is a bit of an hero in all, isn't he? But oh, yeah, I, I, I used to love him at the borough because he just used to clatter people, and uh, he was dead funny as well. I can imagine he was proper crack in the dressing room. Yeah, we we seen because well, we uh, when I've trained and played on a Thursday and that sometimes I think he's into coaching maybe a little bit now. So you, you used to see him coaching some younger lads but that goal he scored when he when Hull first got to the Premier League he was coming to the end of his career and it was a little bit of a will they play him won't he play him he was like he's just such a hero but there was like we need to we can't not get to Wembley and him not he deserves a run out and they just won 1-0 and the goal he scored was like amazing little yeah, it was. volley and yeah, that was his career that was it he, 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 he wouldn't have been able to ascend it any higher he retired 
So, but a good bloke, I think. I remember I listened to him on a podcast recently, and he was talking about um, when he played for the Borough. And Alan Boxic used to play for the Borough, and Boxic was on about 80, 80, 90 grand a week. And uh, like all the other Borough players were nowhere near that. Certainly, Windass wasn't. And uh, he said that uh, every week, uh, Boxic used to turn up with a different woman, and he used to go, Who, who's, "Who's that one? Who's that one, Alan?" He said, oh. "He said he, he pays for a different woman every week to uh, to clean his house." do all of his chores and then satisfy his ball bag <laughs> so uh, you know a bit of, a, a bit of an upper class only a bit of an upper class escort yeah a bit of an upper class escort who does a bit of chore work as well uh, he said he was a red flash bastard <laughs> oh god but that happens a lot I wouldn't like I don't know look at this now Rashford Rashford 350 grand a week he's not I'm a Man United fan he's not that type of fucking player in my I wouldn't eyes pay him 30 grand the a week money is just... he's not that good is he he's not that good so... But I think it's all right, though, man. Like we're going through this, it's nice to go. It's not nice to go through the period we're going through, but we're clearly not in that top four anymore. And I haven't like deserted him and gone. Oh, I'm going to go support somebody else, like all these fucking Man City fans that have just appeared uh, from you nowhere. You can at least say, yeah, oh. I supported Man United when they were shit, can't you? So yeah. shit at the minute, you know. You sign yeah. a great defender in Harry Maguire, uh, but you've got some absolute dog shit players like Ashley Young. Friggin' Ashley Young. I reckon I could, uh, I could take on Ashley Young six times and pull his pants down. He's crap. He wants putting down like a knackered horse. Yeah. He was captain for a bit as well. <laughs> I don't like to talk for Man United about Man United for more than one minute on my podcast, so I'll probably just edit all that down to like, Man United, bloop, 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 shit, bloop, bloop, bloop. yeah, and then that'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if, only Ted, if only Ted was president. So, I'm not like, so the Borough, did they win the weekend? They did, yeah. We got a nice uh, yeah. nice one nil win. Uh fucking great joke uh, goal from uh Marv, Marvin Eddie on the great Van Johnson and uh goalkeeper uh Daza Randolph. Whoa man, it's fucking saves he was making. He's the best goalkeeper um outside the premiership. He's fantastic. And uh, teams keep their hands off him until the butter get promoted and we can then uh, keep him in the top flight because he's an absolute cracking goalkeeper. Honestly. I like him. He's got a nice no, ball no. dead. I like that. Right. There aren't many good people like you will left around said. There isn't, no. You know, like the, the other week, uh, I was in Subway and I got myself uh, a foot-long meatball marinara and uh, I picked up a drink and I forgot to pay for it, you know what I mean? So I left, <laughs> I left with a drink, I forgot to pay for it. So... Um, you know, I went back and I returned the empty can, you know, because I'm good like that. You know, I, I drank it, obviously, but uh, I just, uh, I sort of did that bit where you'd open it from the bottom, you know, like in Turner and Ouch, where he drinks the beer can. And uh, I drank it that way and then returned it and they didn't know. I said, I'm just putting that can back, mate. I took it by accident. Which fucking empty. The empty can of Sprite. You win some, you lose some. I walked out of Asda with a curry once. I've done that. Yeah, they used to do them at the back, like where it was fresh. 
like where you just go, oh, can I have like a chicken, like a, like a takeaway, but in Asda. So <laughs> I've just got this there. Uh, I've just got like this image now, like CCTV, and like they're looking back at it and going, who's this fucking crazy bong eyed man here putting a curry up his top? Just walking out with a fucking lambooner up your tracksuit top. I'm sure we wear tracksuit tops. We used like bag it, but you never, because you had hot food and then you'd do your shop where you had chill food. I never used to put it in like the trolley. So I like I was putting all the other stuff on the thing and I genuinely just like walked out and I was like it was in my hand holding like a carrier bag I was like ah oh, I didn't pay for this curry and I was like ah oh, fuck it and anyway, they've had enough of me off the years and then carried on walking did, did you know in supermarkets you can legally um, eat the produce without paying for it no. Yeah. If you see it all the time, right? Certainly around the day. Yeah, you see, you see it all the time. But yeah. if I do it on Saturday, I'm not going to get dragged out going, but Ted said, but Ted said. No, it's called, uh, it's called grazing. And uh, you see people doing it around like the grapes and stuff like that, where they'll be picking like a punnet of grapes or they'll be like weighing their own. And then they'll be eating a few like that. And a supermarket <laughs> turn a blind eye to it because what are you going to do? Say, oh, give us that fucking grape back out your belly. No, yeah. they're going to go and pay for the grapes they've got. But they uh, they still eat the the ones uh, whilst walking around the shop as well. I've seen some fat mams walking around with like a pasty and a sausage roll eating that, and then they'll just crum- then they'll just crumble it up and hide it behind the cereal boxes. I've seen that before, but I, that's that's just shoplifting a pastry. Shopping, yeah. Oh so, man! Anyway, we've gone off a tangent, David. It's been uh, it's been lovely, lovely chatting to you. I hope your uh, I hope your shitty gammy leg and your daft eye heals up. And uh, have you got have you got any comedy gigs coming up? Uh, or are you fucked now? Because oh, yeah, I'm gonna ask because I can't drive. So unless unless it's in old, I'm not I'm not gonna be able to get about a bit. I think it's gonna be like an eight week job. Oh, maybe I don't know if they have to do surgery. I'll find out on Thursday. But I'm going to have to do some reading or some projects around the house to keep myself busy. You're going to have to get for... like, uh, you're going to have to get like Jed Salisbury or Gary Jessen to push you to gigs. You look like fucking, look like Little Britain. <laughs> <laughs> just Gary in like a leather jacket and track two bottoms and you just sat with a blanket over your knees. Uh, on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, no. I am bothered about it, though. What I'm going to look like. The wife's like really excited. She wants to go to cinema dates and still do stuff, but have the thingy of just pushing me around in this wheelchair. She's going to like. Yeah, but you could might be able to get a disability oh. ticket. You know what I mean? Get to like the front of stuff like that. I remember before <laughs> John Paul, we, uh, there, was a, there was a massive queue to get on the plane to Tenerife, and uh, we just didn't want to stand in it like that. So I put him in I put him in a wheelchair and wheeled it with the front and, uh, and the letters first. And then when we got through, like, you know, the bit that connects from the thingy to the. To the plane, that sort of little corridor. Uh, we, we then just jumped out and, and ran on the plane. <laughs> yeah, true story. That true story. Uh, got a few disconcerting looks, but uh, <laughs> we got on got a nice seat. So fuck them. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, uh, I, I, you know, you talk for fucking hours, David. So uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to end this uh, this conversation very shortly. But thank you very much for taking part in the Ted Allen podcast. Uh, you've been another great guest. Uh, get well soon, and uh, hopefully out and about gigging no, and sponsors it? of the show, showcase comedy. I no doubt we'll have you uh, up in Stockton when you're fit and well, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, that'll be great, mate. And I'll keep on listening. I'm on number. I mean, I didn't do a question this week though, so well, I'll have to no, listen you don't, to you don't have to do done. one, though, do you? When you're the guest on the show, stop trying to take all my airtime up. It's not the David Smith show. <laughs>
<laughs> so, uh, right, listen, mate. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna box and go another way in Boston. So I'll, uh, uh, cheers, mate. Right. I'll catch you soon. No worries, pal. Take it easy, mate. See you soon. Bye. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Let me hear you say, "Wayo, wayo." Yes, it's time for my favourite part of the show. Ask Ted, and this is where my fans on the social medias, Facebook and the uh, the Twitters and that, uh, just ask me any question at all, and I answer it. And it's quite the fun part of the show. I really enjoy doing it, to be honest. Now you know what I mean. So we're going to get things started nice and straight away. We first question coming from Martin Fletcher. Okay, Martin, let's have a look. I spoke to the club about you hosting the flange zone. They wanted reassurances you could curb the bad language. Do you think you could manage this? Uh, do you know what, Martin? Not a problem at all. I only swear, um, you know, not only to just look cool, but uh, it, it helps me with my stress and stuff like that. But when I'm in public, I'm a polite, pleasant man. And when I'm doing my shows, you know, I can either be rude or I can be clean. I do family shows. I do kids comedy and, and shit like that. You know what I mean? So it's fine. Yeah, I'm a cracking DJ as well, so I can amalgamate all of them skills together and put on the ultimate flange flange zone performance. So if you want to go back to them and tell them to get in touch with me, uh, emails tedhankycomedy at gmail.com. Just get in touch with me, you know what I mean? I've got a modest fee and I reckon I can get that place pumping before the cold weather arrives and then I'm not interested. Next question, uh, Joe Burge. Ted, have you ever thought about auditioning for the part of Roy Cropper's long-lost son on Coronation Street? I think you'd pull it off and it would give Roy some much-needed street cred. Great question, that, Joe, and I have thought about it because, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Cropper's style. I like his uh, I like his little no members jackets and uh, he's got a lovely, lovely lock of hair there creeping over his massive wide face. Um I'm a big fan, I am, and I would love to play the part of uh, Roy Cropper's son, maybe called Ted Cropper. Ted Cropper, Roy Cropper's long-lost son. I turn up and I go, all right, Dad, uh, I'm coming to take my share of the cafe, Roy's Rolls, um, you owe me some money, and then uh, and then I murder him, and then I take over as the uh, the Coronation Street art man and flange magnet as well. And uh, Jeff and, and Steve McDonald, they're just like dead envious of me and that, you know what I mean? But they dead say out because I'll proper batter them. So, yeah, I think we've got a script there, Joe. You want to get that sent in, mate? Okay, joke. Paul Hills. Oh, my old pal Daft Paul Hills. Here we go. Ted, my wife works away. I love my dog a little bit more than I should, if you know what I mean. Do you know if a dog has ever testified in court? Um, oh, he's put a he's, he's put a picture of uh, of the dog on here as well. It's a beautiful little uh, little creature, I must say. Got a cracking uh, cracking set of HD eyebrows there as well. Um, I've got to say, Paul. I wouldn't rule it out, mate, you know what I mean? 1-1 one, one Britain's Got Talent. Do you know, Danston, I think it even juggled and it might have even spoke at one point. So it wouldn't surprise me if a dog has testified. So I think you need to uh, you need to cut back on your touching of the dogs, mate. It's it's not right. And uh, 
somebody might report you to the RSPCA, pal. So, uh, moving on. Um, Norton Wilcock. Got a new puppy, Ted. Oh, it's another dog one here. Okay, now we've got a theme. Got a new puppy, Ted, and was thinking of giving him a name with a butter connection like you did. That's right, Norton. I've got uh, my beautiful 14-year-old mongrel, Branco, named after massive thigh Brazilian fullback with a devilish free kick, Branco. Um, so he's continuing here. Thought maybe Spike Brucey or Rav. My mate suggested I call him Spud after Phil Whelan. Any ideas, Ted? You could call him uh, Maddo after 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 Neil Madison, couldn't you? Um, my mate's got a dog called Slaven. Um, you know, you could call it uh, Kinder. I think Kinder's a good name for the dog after after Vladimir uh, Cox. Um, Cox, come on, come here, Cox. Come on, Cox. That'd be quite a good one. One in the park. Um, just don't go to one of them uh, late night um, dogging parks, or you might get more than what you bargain for. Loads of suggestions there. Um, wh- why don't you go Vidoka? Vidoka, come here, Vidoka. And I hope he's a big, big, strong dog, and it'd fit well with it. Um, but um, if it's just a little dainty uh, poodle head, then uh, maybe just call it Beck. There you go. Uh, right, next question. Oh, Steve Rimmer, bomb disposal expert and comedian Steve Rimmer. Uh, just got married. Well done, pal. Uh, thanks for uh, not inviting me, even though last year you said I could fucking host uh, a day of trip fest and you didn't even get in touch with me. So I'm not sure I want to answer this question, you fucking bomb disposal bastard. But I will, because I'm nice. Ted. Have you ever made that boggling give you a gummer? Uh, no comment. <laughs> what do you think, Steve? What do you think? You know me and Dwork, the boggling are very close, and it's uh, got a lovely, lovely soft latex mouth, so I'm, I'm not going to answer that. I'm going to let you have a think about that. Chris Lofthouse, how much will you pay to appear in the Aviva ads? We've had this before, Chris. You know, that that specimen of a man on there isn't me. I turned down the role because I was perfect for the part. They couldn't afford me. So what they did is they had to mock someone up to try and look like me. It's a bit like a lookalike. And uh, they've done a bad job. You know, it looks fuck all like me. I don't have a tash. You know, his teeth are false. Man are real. Uh, he takes a week off during the advert. You know, he doesn't have real hair like me. He's, he's not a patch on Big Ted. Chris, he's not a patch. Wedgie, Colin Wedge. Ted, when you clean your glasses, do you get the local window cleaner in to help out? I'll admit, Colin, they are uh, they are big specs, aren't they? But uh, I've got big cheeks, so like if I didn't have big specs and I had li- just little specs, my cheeks look like a big daft fucking hamster. So uh, the the gl- the glasses help to prolong my beautiful model-like features. Um, but no, I just use a, I just use a beach towel to give me to give me clean. Uh, Alex Geds or Gedez. I don't know what your name is. It's fucking weird. Uh, what do you reckon? Uh, who do you reckon has been the hardest manager Borough have had in the last 30 years? And a few people have commented on to go on. Um, well, he's, he's, someone Craig Holmes has put there, not that skinny shit house Woodgate, but hard that, you know what I mean? I reckon Woodgate would back to you like. I'm having a look. Um, 
Robbo and Strachan's been mentioned. Someone's mentioned Mowbray. You know, three tough bastards in the prime, but now they're you know they're just they're just old men. I reckon I'd batter them all. You know what I mean? Um, I think there's only one guy, and he hasn't managed the borough, and he should have by now. And that's Nigel Pearson, in my opinion. I reckon he's the hardest, but he's he's, he's the question is which manager? Um, oh. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with... I think I'm going to go with Mowbray. I am. I think Mowbray would have uh, would have knocked out some proper good bats in his day. Uh, but I'm saying Pearson, Pearson had batted Mowbray. Just putting that out there. Uh, Liam Bell, make sure you pull it back, Ted. That's not even a question. You'd have to what, that's advice. And I don't even know what about. Pull what back? Me, me bell end. Because, uh, you know... It's permanently pulled back because uh, I've just got a weird one. Um, Ian May, have you ever had a piss that smelt like sugar puffs? And will you be my new best mate? Um, yes, I've had many a piss that smells of sugar puffs. Um, you know, that's uh, either down to the yeast infection I've had, or um, I've just uh, I've just banged a ball of sugar puffs. I get a bit frisky sometimes with cereal. Um, and will you be my new best mate? I'm having a look at your profile picture again, and um, you look like a nice lad. And uh, I'm willing to give you the give you the try. Yeah, I'm willing to give you the try. Uh, maybe we can be best mates um, for a fee, and we'll we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. David Smith, I told David when he finished fucking my interview with him there. So don't be sending a question in to TED Talks. Now I've I've allowed you that fucking forty minutes on there. But he sent a very valid question here, so I'm going to answer it. Ted, have you ever used that mental tea tree shower gel stuff on your bollocks and bum all? Uh, yes. I, I, I use nothing else, mate. Honestly, there's nothing better than getting in the shower and washing yourself what can only be described as mint-flavoured wasps stinging around your ghoulies and your sphincter. I think it's a lovely feeling. You not only feel clean and refreshed, but I also feel slightly penetrated. And I like that. I like that feeling. Uh, James Boys. 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 Boyes. Boysy. Boyes. I don't know your name. Another dickhead there. Uh, which bubble bath do you use, Ted? Uh, without consideration, always matey bubble bath. Always matey bubble bath. Because what once you've finished with the matey bubble bath, you can play with the bottle in the bath as well. And uh, I've got about three of them, and I often act out uh, Shakespearean scenarios with them. David Cook said, Why do farts smell much worse when in the bath and shower? Well, David, it's a science question, this. And uh, I believe it is something to do with um, it being uh, captured with the oxygen within bubbles and uh, it then rises and pops as if you're getting a bit of a fart smash in the face. Um, so my advice is don't don't do it don't do it in the in the bath honestly because i've had a couple of cold browns in the bath um after the after a rough chili or a kebab and just think oh, i'm gonna have a bath now and then you get in and your bum all's loose and you do a pump and next thing you know you need a shower so have a think about that mate Ted, have you always looked thick as fuck? And that's come from Michael Angelo Ratano. Um, yeah, just as uh, just as much as uh, your surname is real, Michael. Uh, what you what you trying to give yourself sort of Hispanic Mediterranean uh, names for? I'm having a look at you now, and uh, you, you look like you uh, you look like you're from Groville. 
Um, so, uh, but yeah, I've always looked like I'm thick as fuck. But I tell you what, Michael, I'm not. I'm uh, I'm a member of Mensa. I've been on Tipping Point. I've been on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And I've won prizes on all of them. And um, you know, nobody can penetrate the flange as fast as I can and as effective as well. And that requires scientific uh, calculations. So, uh, oh, he's another he's another made up name. I think yes, Stefan Dussel. Give us a wank with your back teeth. Um, you know, I think that's uh, that's actually um, you know a, a bit a bit wrong to be saying that type of stuff, Stefan, because um, it's a bit of it's a bit creepy, you know. Um, I, I think you're a bit of a sexual predator, mate, and uh, and I think you need to wear. Uh, I think you need to step back from these direct and uh, insubordinate road questions. If I was a woman, I'd be reporting you to the police on, on that question there, Stefan. And, um, you know, we all know you're called Stephen Doozle, not Stefan Dussel. Um, I'm only kidding, mate. I'm only kidding. But it's a bit of a silly question, isn't it? Um, but uh, And then, oh, they've gone on to advertise some night. So, oh, what's this? Yeah, they've advertised a night. A big Xmas bash. Uh, small tree at Rushpool Hall oh Craig Holmes there uh, you know he's asking for security staff I'm not interested mate uh, I'm too hard um, but looks like good night that yeah I'll have some free tickets cheers lads thanks um, right Tom HUFC um, said when I'm fully erect I can get seven and a half budgies to stand on my perch how many can you get on yours uh, oh, I had a lovely little reply from David uh, Cookie he said Tom that's a bold claim however I've heard Ted's girl doesn't like budgies, but she doesn't mind a cockatoo. Uh, that is right, yeah. Um, but um, I, I don't, I don't use budgies. I don't use budgies. I use beds of prey, so I can get about five kestrels or three buzzards on mine. Um, or if you want to scale it all the way down, uh, eleven and a half pigeons. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Bryce Sad Wilson. Right, Ted. If super glue is super, why doesn't it stick to the inside of the tube? Um, it's a good question, that, yeah. Um, probably something to do with, again, science. I'm not going to go into it. Uh, Norton Wilcox gone on again, say, what the fuck is half a budgie, a dwarf sparrow? Oh, there's a full conversation going on about budgies and birds balancing on balance here. Uh, I'll move on. Uh, I've got a question here from me, uh, my good pal, uh, Duncan Phillips, which has come through on, uh, on Twitter. Um, my question this week do you prefer the flange on Strictly or the flange around the shower on Celebrity Jungle soon you'll be famous enough for both shows oh cheers Duncan mate Um, do you know what I do like the dancing flange on Strictly, but I do like uh, you know the, when they're having that little shower in uh, in in the cold water on the jungle as well. Uh, I'd always remember that Mylene class one in the white bikini, and you could see everything. Uh, but I'm going to say the dancing one because uh, there's some some lovely lovely ladies on that, uh, and one day. You know, maybe I'm, 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 I'm a tremendous dancer. Um, you know, I might get signed up for the show one day. I can, I can chat ya. I can, I can rumba. I can, uh, I can do it all, mate. Do it all. Uh, but as going in the jungle, there's absolutely no way I'm putting a widgety grub in my mouth or having a spider on my face. Absolutely no way. Unless they're going to give me half a million quid, then I'll consider it. Um, so, good question, that Duncan. Cheers, man. Uh, and uh, he's another one here. This could be the last one. 
Last question, Mark Courtney. I used to have a wanking sock until I got a verruca on my bell end. Oh, my God. Where did these come from, these people? I'll continue. I then realised it wasn't my sock and it was my housemate's. I told him he needs to get his verrucas looked at and he called me a sick fucker. Just trying to help. Um... I, I, I mean, it's a bit old school, that Mark. You know, having a having a sock. You know what I mean? Like, why? I, I've never understood the theory of um, of beating one out into a gym sock when you can quite comfortably fold up some nice little bits of tissue and collect collect the juice that uh, you know emanates from the crown of the penis uh, safely and then flush it away safely and then it's just a quick wash of the hands and no laundry involved now I've got a funny feeling that sock used to lie under your bed and capture many many a blast of semen and that to me is a disgusting thought and um, I can imagine it could probably break cart windows because it was that crusty and hard so uh, just get with the get with the programme mate get rid of the sock fold up some tissue bish bash Bosh, flush, wash, there you go. That's all you need, ladies and gentlemen. What? Oh, no, actually, there's there's one more latecomer there. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's me old pal, Jim McMaster. Ted, uh, who's the biggest bellend you've ever met and why? Uh, well, apart from yourself, Jim, um, <laughs> I'm only kidding, mate. You're, uh, you're in the top three, though. Um, it, w- it would probably be Jolie's brother-in-law, Mala. Um, you know, he's been on the show before. He's, he's a fucking idiot. Honestly, he really is. We were down in a club before and um, I said to him, I'll buy you, I'll buy you half a tenant's. Right, um, if you eat that daddy long legs, and it was a daddy long legs um, just crawling up the wall, uh, near the fruity, and uh, he just he just went over, picked it up, and gobbled it down. Not a second thought, honestly. Daft as a brush, do anything for half a pint. Should see what to do for a pint. Um, definitely a great a crank and full time bell end. Sadly, that's come to the end of uh, of episode 13 of TED Talks, the Ted Anky podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for, for downloading, supporting, sharing, um, giving it ratings on uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, all the usual podcast formats and stuff like that. If you haven't, please, please search for it and give it a five-star rating. You know, it gets me up in the podcast ratings. It gets me noticed. It might get me some flange as well, which is very important. It's all I do it for, really. Flange and money. Uh, I'm getting neither at the minute, so you know what I mean? Help us out. Help us out, you fuckers. Um, big thank you to me, special guest today, David Smith, and he's, he's, he's gammy leg and he's bongy eye. Always a pleasure talking with him. If, he, if he's ever in the region, guys, go and see his stand-up show. It's, it's very, very funny. Uh, hopefully, We'll, we'll have him on uh, the showcase comedy um, in the future uh, and we can let you know. Regarding gigs as well, um, the gig that I'm doing on Friday, October the 25th is going to be at the Southern Cross Pub in Middlesbrough, Martin, I believe it is. And uh, it's for the Laugh- Laughing Pug Comedy uh, Club. We'll put on some lovely nights. And what we're going to do is, I'm headlining it. I'm closing the night. So what we're going to do is, we're going to re- we're going to record a podcast. We're going to do a live podcast. Um, it's not going to be live. I'm going to record it. If I did it live, it'd have loads of you daft bastards 
fucking ruining it, won't it? I'll have to edit it, you see. So, but we're going to record it, and then it's going to form part of me, uh, form part of me, me next podcast after that. So it'll be quite good. I might have some special guests. We'll do some features from some of the previous shows. I'll do some jokes and that, you know what I mean? But it's got other comedians on before me. It's going to have an MC on. It's going to be like a proper class now, you know what I mean? I, ca- I can't wait. So as soon as tickets go on sale, I'll put them on my page, on my Facebook page, and you can buy them from there. It'll be at a very reasonable price, I'm sure, because, um, you know, it's a very reasonable comedy club. Uh, so a big thank you to uh, Showcase Comedy, who sponsors the show, and, of course, Butterfan TV, you know, check them out. They're going to be uh, hopefully bringing back some after the match interviews and stuff like that. Um, but you know, just, you know, follow them on Facebook, follow them on YouTube, all that malarkey. Uh, thank you very much. Listen up the butter. Let's get another win by the time the next podcast comes through. And believe. <laughs> <laughs>